Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. What's going on? A little bit of everything, as usual. Mm. Yes. Anything good? Anything good? Oh, yes. Work. Uh, possible rain every day this week. Nice. Cool things off a little bit. So. Anything in the news that's uh, new and exciting? Not that I can remember at the moment. I just watch a whole news program, but I don't remember exactly what I saw. So that doesn't help, does it? It's probably uh, bad news if it's uh, on the news. You know, people always say, I remember whenever we were in the news business, people would always say, why don't you have good news on? (laughs) But good news is not making news. No, people usually don't buy good news, do they? No. No, that's sad. And the thing that uh, gets me is uh, all these stations have breaking news. Well, (laughs) by the very definition, news is breaking because it's new. And uh, they come on down or or they say uh, an exclusive with CBS. No other station has this, you know. And uh, so they have... And and there's a lot of idiosyncrasies that kind of rub me the wrong way. And uh, I do mention them to you whenever I see them. Yes, you do very often. <laughs> very often. You got any that uh, bothers you? I don't, I don't think so. I don't guess I get that. Uh, uh, I'm not that deep. <laughs> I'm just right on the surface. I don't... Uh, I mean, uh, no, I don't think it. I don't think it. Uh, it's uh, comes to my ears the same way as it comes to your ears. I don't. You're very thoughtful and very analyzing and get to the depth of everything, and I just kind of like float on the top and skim around, which is probably not good. I probably should be more in depth about things, but I'm not. Lester Holt. Lester Holt. Yeah, Lester mm-hmm. Holt, NBC News, mm-hmm. is guilty of answering the question with the question and not allowing the reporter to begin their report with an answer. And In other words, he will mm-hmm. say to uh, one of his uh, reporters out in the field, they'll flash on to the reporter and he will say, well, it looks like we've got a lot of fires in California. Whenever he should say, what's going on in California and letting the reporter who's on the scene give the report. Oh, gee, you do go in depth, don't you? You're, you're, analyzing, you're analyzing a news program. And the other thing <laughs> is like Gail King this morning. She will say, to uh, a guest, uh, I would like to talk to you about this uh, trial. And uh, I uh, listen to it all, and uh, I come to the conclusion that yada, 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 and before she can let the uh, guest even say what they're thinking about, she gives the whole story. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Another thing that bothers me. Gee whiz. 
Okie dokie. Are these double double questions that these people ask? Like Vlad, what's his name? Vladimir or whatever his name is. Yeah, on the CBS. uh, He he will ask the the, uh, person who they're interviewing, um, what do you think is going to happen whenever that does happen, and do you think it's going to happen, and what is your feeling about it when it happens? Well, he doesn't give the person a chance to say, it's not going to happen, you know, and I have no feeling about it because it's not going to happen. I I don't, uh, I'm afraid to answer. <laughs> I, I think... Uh... Yeah, I think you're doing an editorial now on uh, the morning news. Mm. So <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, 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 I don't notice those things. I mean, I'm uh, embarrassed right this moment to say that I don't. Um, but well, you shouldn't be I because don't hear any of that. <laughs> The only thing I hear sometimes is when someone who's interviewing someone, and I notice it more sometimes on MSNBC people, that they get to talking to them, and instead of asking the short question and waiting for the answer, they they do a lot of the talking. And I think it's because sometimes they're afraid their guest is not going to get to the point that they're trying to lead them to. So other than that, I don't pay uh, too much attention. I'm I'm more on the warm, fuzzy side. I'm if I like a news reporter who uh, seems very human, and um, you know, I think the only thing that I've paid attention to of what somebody has really said has been during the uh, uh, investigation into the uh, January sixth. Uh, thing um, when the uh, people on the uh, <clears throat> um, what do you call it committee yeah on the committee have uh, made their closing statements or said something that they have been um, just over the top just I mean um, no. Uh, I mean, if you didn't know what party they belonged to, you would not know what party they belonged to. They were just stating the facts at what we had just heard. And I have been very pleased and, and very surprised by that. And uh, and have to look and see if they had an R or a D in front of their name because you could not tell from what they said. They were just saying uh, the truth as it had been presented to them. Yeah, I think it's uh, been very apolitical. Uh, I think it's uh, it has risen above politics and is more uh, the future and uh, the strength and the uh, viability of democracy. Uh, yes, I found. I found honestly, um, as I said, I had to look to see which party they belonged to because I was thinking to myself, man, I like the way he talks or I like the way she talks, and I would vote for him or her uh, for president. And then I find out that I have picked 
one or two of each party that I honestly liked, and that's kind of unusual. What a great job, Adam Kinzinger, the uh, Chicago uh, Chicago Republican, actually, and of course the woman of the century, Liz Cheney, the two Republicans on the committee. Yeah, his closing statements are fabulous, and and so are um, uh, Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's. Um, I think what she is going through, and probably the other person who both are Republicans, I found out, uh, that it has made them uh, a little more um, telling it like it is and not the way they necessarily want it according to their respective party. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about the presidential uh, election. It's still more than two years away. We've got a primary to go through first. But have you got any favorites you'd like to see run for president? Oh, no. That's too far away. Hmm. No. Yeah, a lot can happen and a lot of uh, changes. I know Biden's uh, poll numbers are very low, but they can change very quickly. Uh, and uh, they... Uh, uh, talk about surveys and polls and everything. And they did a poll of the uh, Z generation. Uh, that's the younger younger people. And I don't even know what that is. The Z generation, Z generation, are those born between 1997 and 2010. The millennial generation born between 1981 and 1996. Generation X, born 1965 to 1980. The baby boom generation, 1946 to 1964. Our generation, Miss Evelyn, our generation is between 1928 and 1945, it's called a silent generation. And then, of course, you have the greatest generation, born 1901 to 1924. And I'm proud to announce that our generation is World War II. World War II. Uh-huh. That didn't help any. <laughs> it sounds like... I don't even remember World War II. Well, you wouldn't because you uh, were born, what, in 45? Oh, bless you. Uh, 42. <laughs> I had to stop and think. Okay. Oh. Well, that's the different uh, generations, and uh, we're, uh-huh. we're what you call ancient. Ancient. We're anxious, too, to okay. get on with our I life. I want to be something exciting like baby boomers. Doesn't that sound exciting? Uh, Sounds young. It is. (laughs) And we ain't. Okay. That's the way it goes, I guess. Have a great one, hon. Okay, hon. Bye. Love you, sugar. Love you. Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you this morning? Excellent. And you? Well, I had a few words to say about your dog this morning. Oh, my dog. Mm, It's like my kid and your kid. Okay. 
What do you want to say about my dog? No, I already said it this oh. morning from 3 o'clock till 6 o'clock. Oh, my Your gosh. Your dog decided she was going to make herself known to mankind. And, uh, of course, we're in the process of training her to not say anything till 6 o'clock in the morning. And the only way I know to do that, or the way uh, Sammy suggested, and Jack verified that. Killing her. <laughs> no, just it's going to be a tough goal, Jack said. Just hang in there and let her bell her. Yes. But eventually she'll stop. Well, we're old. We want it done now. Mm. We want it done today, and it's not going to be done today. I'm thinking after this week, we've got some... This week's been kind of crazy. And then with the puppy that gets you up, it kind of, at our age, discombobbles you. Remind me whenever it's not a crazy week in our <laughs> life. I know. Well, I'm really looking forward to uh, September. Um, I think there's uh, only one wedding in September, or maybe none. Maybe none for Sam. I think that's the way it is. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to September. Yes. Maybe I'll just take my my child uh, to my room at night and oh. sleep in. You're going to start sleeping with dogs? Hon, anything to make you happy so that you don't have to get up and lose your sleep. Well, how about sleeping with me? No, then I won't sleep. <laughs> and you won't sleep. <laughs> You'll howl all night. I'll huh? howl all night and try to kill you. So you don't want that. I want you to bring out that shocker that you bought, that electric shocker. And uh, I don't want you to talk me out of putting it on Honey Bunny because, uh, I mean, she didn't just uh, growl. She whooped and oh, she, hollered. She cried. Mm -hmm. I could hear her at one time. She barred cover and then it was, like, please get That's up. That's whenever I had my hands <laughs> around her throat. Oh, well, I don't know what to tell you, hon. Polio. Am I supposed to yippee, darn? What? <laughs> well, what's your reaction? Uh, scary. Uh, you think like, uh, you know, chicken pox and smallpox and all that kind of stuff. We used to get all these shots and vaccinations for. Uh, was just looking up to see if Sam's kids were... Um, I couldn't remember if it was a thing that came in the package deal that you usually get with kids now or not because it's, not. it's been so long. It's not? No. Uh, because um, uh, now there's an outbreak in um, New York, and it's found in the wastewater. And you think, how did all this disease get in wastewater? Really? Don't you think about that? I mean, well, all don't of a you know sudden, how? just in wastewater, the polio virus is floating around? They how check they the waste from people, and yes. that's, how, that's how they... I, I know that, but I'm thinking, you know, all of a sudden, where did it come from to get it again? I mean, you, you, think, you, have, you think you have the virus, you know, under control, and then all of a sudden, it pops up, and it's, you know... <clears throat> It's crazy because uh, polio scares me um, because I guess it scared um, us as kids and parents uh, when I was young mm -hmm. because it was still a thing that you could get in 
uh, a, I would say three fourths of the time, if you got it, you would have some kind of paralysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, things are kind of crazy enough in the world right now. You don't want to be sitting around worried that your kids are going to get polio, maybe be po- uh, paralyzed or something for the rest of their life. Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> scare that we had in the uh, 50s and 60s of polio being very real, uh, you know, we had incidences of kids having it and uh, suffering from it. So it is, but that's the way. And, and the reason I think they're checking the ra- wastewater is because I don't think a lot of people are reporting what they're having and uh, well, letting the health don't. department. Yeah. That's probably true. Uh, I know that they test the wastewater. I mean, I do know that. But I mean, you just wonder where all of a sudden all of this virus, it had to be someplace for us to get it in our bodies in order for it to end up in wastewater. So you just wonder where it's coming from and why it's raising its ugly head. You think we kind of had that one under control and over here in a little safe box you take this shot you're fine with that so well with the uh covid uh the nation has just closed its eyes to the virus they're going right on the schools are not testing no one's wearing a mask people are not getting uh the preventive uh, care that they need and once they get it they're not reporting it and we're still having people die from it and then on top of that comes monkeypox, and uh, that's becoming an epidemic, and now polio. Yeah. And if we close our eyes and uh, put our head in the sand on all this, eventually, uh, I'm afraid it's going to envelop a good portion of our population. Oh, yeah. It's just, um, I try not to think about it too much, because things are just kind of like rotten right now. And that makes me sound very pessimistic and um, not very positive. But, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's hard to stay positive the way the world's going right now. And you wonder if this is not uh, a sign of something. Didn't we say this morning, uh, you and I talking, that uh, we were going to concentrate only on those things that we could affect? Yes. Yes. And here we are talking about things we have no control over at all. Yeah. No. You're right. It's um, it's hard. At one feature on CBS this morning about the guy who was uh, tremendously uh, grateful for uh, a lot of things, and he had a, a statement that his life changed whenever he got happy on the things he could not change. Yes. Um, I, I love his uh, gratitude mm-hmm. thing that he's just doing. Uh, it's wonderful how it's going for him. Uh, but, you know, any time that you... Uh, several uh, physicians have told me and several um, just other people, uh, that's what they tell you to do. If If things get kind of where you begin not to appreciate things, to just write it down. Uh, and I've done that a lot of times. I've started those, and then I get all happy again, and so I quit writing them down. <laughs> Isn't that awful? <laughs> uh, 
it ta- it takes going through a sad time to appreciate it and to to start again. Anything you write down has a way of really resonating with you when you put it in writing and mm-hmm. or say it out loud. Yes. Speaking of sad time, uh, I had my visit with my cardiologist, and I'm going to live. Oh my gosh! Uh, sad for you or me? You. <laughs> I know, darn. What can I say? He uh, went through all the uh, tests and uh, all the monitoring and everything, and uh, I've got atrial fibrillation, which uh, he's got medicine for. Got a little uh, cholesterol, he's got some medicine for. Uh, got a little blood pressure, he's got medicine for, and he mm-hmm. said everything's in good shape for the long haul. Now, if we could just get him to come and live with us and make us stop eating, <laughs> that would help a whole lot. I said to him, I said, you know, the one thing I need from you, Doc, is I need a good diet, a healthy diet for my heart, and I need for you to insist that I stay on that diet. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, let me give you a little advice. Just visualize your stomach is the size of your fist, Mm -hmm. and that's what you should feel. My stomach's certainly a lot larger than my fist. <laughs> it has to be because the amount of food I put in it is a lot bigger than my fist. Yeah. Yes. He was going over some of the things that I should not eat, and then he looked at me and kind of smiled, and he said, everything you like, don't eat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. That is so true. I was so, so sad. So you got uh, wedding things. Uh, I've got to go pick up a U-Haul. I uh, and speaking of physical, um, you know, he wanted to know if I was doing anything physical. Well, yesterday I carried what? How many boxes was it? Thirty-four. Thirty-four eighty-pound boxes of linens. They are heavy. St- stacked them in the garage, and uh, I've got to take those out today and uh, wrestle with them. So. As far as the physical part, I think we're doing our part. Yes, yes, and we have a, a big wedding this weekend. It is actually four days long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, that's a lot of well, weddings celebrating. Um, and this is the time of the year. You look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during the week. It's nice, sunny, not too hot and everything. Weekends when weddings come up, monsoons. Last weekend, I mean, we almost made it, and then, pow. I mean, it started to rain, and we thought, oh, this won't last long. We think it's going around us. No, I mean, it came a monsoon wind blowing and everything. I thought we got soaking wet. And I just looked now at the weather report, and um, out of the four days this weekend, I have to work two of them. And that's Friday and Saturday, and there's a 60% chance on Friday and an 80% chance on Sunday or Saturday that it's going to pour down rain again. Now, we all agree that God is in charge of the weather. Do you think he's punishing you evil women? <laughs> evil women? <laughs> uh, well, no, I don't think we're evil women. And no, I don't think uh, it's a punishment because, uh, like Kelly, where he is, they need the rain. Mm. No. No, and I love rain. Where is he? Where is he? He's in Illinois. Okay. Yeah, where they're going to, what is it? It's going to be the next drought part of the country, Mm -hmm. the Midwest. Well, we're running out of water. 
Oh, I know. Is that not unbelievable? And I was thinking that's going to really change things around here. And then um, the Midwest, where uh, I would say three-fourths of our crops are grown, um, things are looking up. <laughs> now, we were supposed to stay with the happy things and, uh, and the plus things. I know. Uh, we were supposed to be gracious. I know. I know. We are supposed to be gracious. That's the, the uh, horrible part about watching the news. Mm. You know, people should not watch the news. <laughs> Um, and I think it shaped the countries in now. Uh, I would recommend that no one watch the news. No one, no one do anything. <laughs> My father says everyone has a crisis. Mm. He said if you uh, get up in the morning, your kid is sick, that's a crisis. But uh, if you wake up in the morning, your kids are all healthy and you got a flat tire, that's a crisis. He said everybody migrates to a crisis in their day, and so that may be human nature. So to avoid any more crises, Mm -hmm. let's uh, shake a leg and get things going and get on with our day and enjoy and be be, uh, gracious. Is that what it was? Gratitude. Be grateful. Be grateful. Mm -hmm. Be grateful. And I am grateful. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Love you, darling. Love you, hon. Talk to you later. Bye.